Welcome everybody back to Say What Needs Saying. I'm Zach. And Brooklyn Breast is Brandon. And we are back after our first experimental episode with a new format. We talked about censorship with Ask an Iranian. We talked about investing and stocks with me and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Talked about small business, animals, and everything about adaptation, business, and COVID, and things like that with Jen from Crane's Critter Care. And then last, we talked with Red from Red's Ramblings about culture, perceptions of Americans, and we looped back to cancel culture. And so we figure with this new format, we want to invite people to join the conversation just to say what needs saying about anything that we covered today, whether you want to talk more about cancel culture, whether you want to talk about money and investing and things of that sort or culture or small business questions, anything like that. I know at the very end of the episode, we talked about jumping into cancel culture, but since that one is a little bit more... I guess that's the biggest topic we have out of everything. Um, We figured we'd start with some of the other stuff. I know Brandon had some stuff he wanted to talk about with stocks. So Mm. we'll start there and then we'll we'll move into cancel culture because I'm excited to do that as well. Definitely. So granted, just like many, many people starting around this 2021, this uh, rebirth or 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 second trial of 2020, um, the stocks have been all, you know, the only conversations I've been really invested in, uh, whether it be um, from like discussions on Facebook, on our Discord chat, or even some of the group chats I'm in, is anyone here invested in the stock world? Um, and what are some of the stocks that you're looking at or interested in or, you know, what's your what's your stock talk of the week? You know, we, I have a couple of mine and some recommendations. Granted, we are not um, analysts or business um, financial, you know, hedge fund traders. So don't take right. our stuff is only educational, if anything. You know, so uh, what about you? So I'll start off with you. Any stocks that you like? Um, I don't know. I mean, so nothing really that is standing out currently. Uh, Currently, I'm on the crypto train. I've been, so I've been investing in stock in the brokerage account and in my IRA. And over, in general, it's been very tech heavy. So I'll Mm -hmm. I'll invest in a lot of tech stocks and things like that. Um, So that, I guess, would be my main push. Right now, though, I'm just, I'm hooked on crypto. Um, I've been, I'm going to liquidate my brokerage account coming up soon, or at least most of it um, to, and then pay it towards student loans. And so I figure I have enough right now that I can do that and pay off an entire loan of mine and then have a little bit of extra. So that extra, I'm going to split into my IRA and crypto. And so on the IRA, I don't know, as far as stocks, what I'm thinking of getting right now with it, Frankly, I think I'll probably get some safe stuff because I have a lot of individual stocks in my IRA, which is fun and it's good. But like long term, you know, it it necessitates a little more attention and and work. So I'll probably buy some either ETFs or index funds that kind of track more more broadly outside of crypto. Crypto going to be buying Bitcoin, going to be buying Ether, other things. But what about you? You said you had a couple in mind. You know, I'm I'm definitely with you in regards to the the crypto. I'm in the Litecoin. I'm in ETF. Uh, my I just looked at the Bitcoin percentage from when I got it. It's up like 270 percent. Um, you know, that's gonna go up. How the how the kids on Wall Street bet says to the moon. Um, so I can't wait for that. I definitely like. Um, let me see. I'm looking for it right now. 
Um, definitely like a lot of the therapeutics or so a lot of like, let's say Derm Tech, for example, is a very strong, um, very strong company. And I'm in the medical field. So my focus is a little bit more of the therapies and the cancer treatments and uh, stuff like that. Um, a lot of them are doing well. You know, AstraZeneca, maybe not as of right now, but like, I like SOS Limited. They're up like 300% since like this year. Um, yeah. You know, there's a couple other companies, um, you know, just trying to invest and create opportunity for myself to you know, put myself out there. I actually got a safe, I got my first Apple stock. That's one of those safe ones mm-hmm. that you're referring to. Um, I got a Coca-Cola one because I feel like they'll nice. be around for another 100 years, you know. Right. Um, and I definitely think that, uh, I, I, I wanted to play an interesting play. So, um, when Biden got elected to office in my head, I thought of many of the things associated with the democratic party, with the left party. And I thought, um, we're going to see a bit more legalization of marijuana. Mm-hmm. So I started to personally look into some uh, marijuana companies and they've been doing excellently. Uh, one of the main ones. It's called Canopy Growth. They're up 16%. And I think as the summer warms up, as COVID relaxes, and a lot of people wants to de-stress, mm-hmm. um, many people, and, and someone mentioned to me, a lot of people sitting over their desk hunched back, you're going to have a lot of back pain. Back pain, you're going to need some type of marijuana-infused therapeutics that you can easily see a company coming in and um, taking over. So that's kind of where my mind is. Um, definitely taking in the things that I appreciate and I value, and that's something that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing how those go. It's a daily thing, but you don't watch the daily aspect of it. You just go for the, the ebbs and the, and the flows. Yeah. Yeah. I was invested in, uh, uh, what was it? Is it S S D N Y S D? Okay. I had some of that for a little while. I managed to sell it right after the retail boom uh, spike that hit it just mm-hmm. when wall street bets or whoever <laughs> moved to that. Um, and I don't think it's gotten back up to where it was. So I think I lucked out, but yeah, someone just dropped a comment in the chat that is probably a good idea to bring up, especially since this is one of the first times we're talking about this stuff. Sure. He said, uh, it's probably a good idea to talk about the amount you invest and risk as a disclaimer. Don't put your life savings in, put like chump change in the, you put like chump change in the riskier fad stocks like Wall Street bets. And then someone said agreed. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, mm-hmm. So with any investment, and again, we, I, I want to preface this by saying like, this is what I think, but I don't want it to sound like it is official financial advice. I mm-hmm. This is what I think. This is what I do. I'm not a financial expert. Brandon's no. not a financial expert, right? No. We're not, we're in science and medicine. We're not, <laughs> not that, but you know, let us know what you think. And um, it's, it's risky, like anything, any, any investment has associated risk to it. Um, And the one thing that I'll bring up that we didn't bring up in the, in the uh, segment today, risk and reward often go hand in hand. And this is kind of, you know, it's, one of the first things that people talk about is, well, high risk, high reward, low risk, low reward. You could throw your life savings pretty confidently into a short-term CD and, you know, feel fairly safe that, well, yeah, you'll get it back in three months because it's a CD. It's more liquid. It's it's going to be, well, not immediately liquid, but it's more safe, right? Whereas you could also put that life savings into Bitcoin or into, you know, 
one particular company's stock. And yeah, now it's a lot riskier. The reward may be better if that one particular investment does really well. Yeah, you'll make bank. But yeah, definitely anytime you're investing, especially if you're just starting to invest, if these videos, which hopefully, um, I, I know Brandon, this is kind of one of your your goals with these two. I'm hoping this helps people to start investing. Right. But yeah, be safe with it. Be smart with it. Don't Don't jump like... I don't care how much you trust your friend. If your friend says, and you know, buy, buy this and that you can buy it. Don't, don't dump a thousand dollars into something no, no, immediately. No, 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 right. No, yeah. No. But anyway, that, that's kind of a, a long, whatever tangent. you would listen in, in my head. And this is how I've been losing weight. Cause say when he's saying, he's to also echo do when he's doing something we might see in season three. Go. Hey, um, but I, whatever you would order something that you shouldn't be eating. I put it, in the market if i yeah. say hmm i want a burger or i want tesla i'll put it in tesla i'll get a tesla mm-hmm. burger you know what i mean like i'll just do it yeah. somewhere and keto yeah i like keto uh, yeah um <laughs> i like uh what's it the snake diet but we'll we'll talk about stuff like that later but um yes you know, on, yeah. on the grand screen, try to use things that comes like you know whatever money that tends to float around you a month you can encourage it to go to something that may yeah. help you out in the future. Look, you have so much money sitting around every month. I don't like, I don't care what your situation is. I know this is <laughs> ignorant of me to say, but say regardless it. of what your situation now, this is excluding people who are genuinely scraping by and cannot afford necessities. I, right. I will put that out there first. Other than you look, you, like you said, right. It can be $5. It can be, a dollar it can be you know i don't i don't like the that what is it called acorns that you can sign up and it'll donate acorns your spare change too. i don't think i mean acorns i would just try to do it yourself yeah. it's something like that but so i'm sure there are fees and shit associated with acorns so i wouldn't advise doing that but like you know it doesn't have to be a thousand dollars it could be five dollars it could be sure. you know anyone has that and like yeah i did the same thing a while back you know a month or two ago i remember i was driving to taco bell on the way home from work and i made a different turn i went home and I instead put that 10 bucks into whatever i i just threw it into into my account and so yeah you know be, be safe with it. Don't throw your life savings into it. You know, make your own individual risk assessments with all this stuff and know what you're getting involved with. One person says a good statistic that I tend to focus on when considering a new stock is called the PEG ratio defined as the PE uh, rate ration uh, ratio divided by anticipated growth the lower the better tesla would not be a good example of this yeah and that's where you know tesla is people are probably investing in musk at this point not in tesla and the company itself is probably incredibly overvalued oh yeah um, definitely i mean <laughs> you know cciv should even be as big as they are just because yeah. of how big tesla is and only because how big elon is mm-hmm so yeah, that's a good thing to keep in mind, you know, those stats to keep in mind that you're not just, I know I said in the episode, I invest in companies I believe in. I do, but I believe in lots of companies, right? And so I don't invest in all of them. You know, you still pick and choose, you still make your your decisions based on 
different things like that. Look into the stats, look into the performance of the company. If you, if you have the time to look into things like their dividends, um, dividends is something we didn't talk about in the episode, I guess, just basically we'll get there. No, no, no. Like this this is going to be a continual thing. Good point. But yeah, no, you know, use, do your own individual risk assessments. Um, if you're going to get into crypto, just know crypto isn't FDIC. We'll get into crypto in a future episode for sure, but just know it isn't FDIC approved or, or insured. Um, that's the one thing that usually that's not that's not there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Brandon, did you have anything else on, on stocks investing? Anything you wanted to? I post? did. I was eventually, I was going to ask that you know a little bit more, but if anything, I'm going to try to do so every month I'll take one tactic or something that I've heard other people discuss on in regards to getting stocks, using stocks. And we can even do an options one. If you guys are interested, we can do a I got to look into this PEG ratio. I've heard about read through it or, you know, I heard about it, but to calculate it for each one. I would love that. I have a really extensive like list of who I'm invested in. I would love to like almost like uh, f- uh, filter that through using this PEG ratio. And even if I, if I have to go with, if I have to lose Tesla, I'll lose Tesla just to be more of a smarter investor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to, just to have it there, just because we brought it up. So the, the PEG ratio, it's the price over earnings to growth ratio PEG. And so that's, Basically, it's like like the commenter said, it's the price to earnings ratio divided by the growth rate of its earnings for a specified time period. That's basically used to determine the, the value of the stock and factor in the company's um, earnings and growth um, too. So yeah, so it's basically, it's a bigger picture. It's not just, is the company doing well right now? And do I think that they're going to keep doing, you know, it's, it's a little bit more in depth. So, so do your research, do your, you know, due diligence. You don't have to spend all day doing it. Like we said in the episode, you could just invest in the S and P 500. You can just invest, you know, you don't have to pick and choose stocks. You don't have to have all the, the complicated portfolios. You can have a more or less auto diversified portfolio. Yeah. Um, using the ETFs and whatnot. Yeah. So, so look into those different options, right? There's, it's worth investing if you have the extra money, um, in some capacity, doesn't have to be stocks, doesn't have to be, um, you know, it doesn't have to be that specifically. It doesn't have to be crypto. It could be really whatever. Um, Brandon, we just got a question. I'm going to kick it over to you first. They asked, uh, which IPOs are we looking at? Um, anything in particular looking, uh, and piquing your interest companies that are on the horizon. I know I bought an Airbnb share. I didn't get in right on the ground floor. I was upset about that, but I got one eventually. Um, I would say, I don't know how long Zometica has been around, um, but I'm kind of looking at there. I'm actually have, I actually have a NASDAQ, um, almost like app on my phone where it gives me like the, I guess the more uh, intriguing IPOs. There's one that says, Wilshire shares and gold trust since a lot of people's trying to find a more secure way of putting in their money because they don't necessarily, they see where cash is heading to. Um, so I don't know, just, you know, I, I have a litany of them. I, I don't want to talk for hours. We definitely have to get to the canceled portion of yeah. this, but what about you, Zach? Um, I, I think the only ones I'm keeping an eye on is what's the, I don't know, maybe someone in the comments will know, or Brandon, maybe you'll know um, mm-hmm. the company Musk's forming, to provide internet, um, oh, no. what is it? He's taking initial deposits where you will have, 
Um, he's, I think he's launching a, this is a, someone will have to fact check me, um, after this. Not neural, not, uh, something link. You're right. Yeah. Something link. Can't remember what it is, but anyway, that's the main thing that I'm looking into just because again, I think that anything with Musk behind it is going to have a good period of growth. Um, at least for a little while. Um, there's, there's something of a Musk bubble just brewing and growing and growing Starlink. That's it. Yeah. So that's that's really the only one that I'm keeping my eye, my eye on right now. But otherwise, you know, I, I'm not too focused on IPOs just because they, I don't know, I, I have to imagine most of them are just going to shoot up to some kind of exaggerated level at onset just because of excitement. And then people will, you know, interest will wane and, and things like that. But what are your greatest IPO regrets then, Zach? Um, I mean, the only things that I really invested in right after the IPO was Airbnb. Um, I'm sure, I don't know when Fiverr's was, but I have a Fiverr share. But, I mean, I don't regret Airbnb. I think that no, one is... No, I think that'll be forever. That's going to yeah. be the next hotel. Right. But, I mean, otherwise, I, I just haven't looked into them. So, it's it just seems like too much effort, to be honest. It's, it's not where I already spend too much time on my stocks and my brokerage account and crypto and everything. So well, There's one IPO that I didn't even realize that was big that I actually have a share. It was called Planetar, Planetar, PLTR. I don't know. Never heard many of it. People, many people are talking about that one. It doesn't, I, I, currently, like when you, if you're going Robinhood and check it's uh, one day, one week, one month. But it is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh, P a l a n t i r. A lot of people are are on the backs of this to say that this one's going to mm. go, you know, to the moon. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, with that, I guess we can move on to cancel culture. I know that we already had some comments early on asking mm-hmm. about this, um, and we had. Lots of unfinished points on the podcast, too, because we were talking about this a lot with Red and with David and Muhammad. We had someone said that it. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the poll done by Ask an Iranian Podcasts was 15,000 people, I think. A, it was a large portion um, said that they supported Trump. And they were wondering what we, what we thought about that. I mean, I thought it was interesting with... Um, with it being in Iran, I mean, I know that that happens, that's happened more than once at this point where quote unquote shocking poll results will come back about a, a particular, I guess, non-male white minority that then, you know, kind of shocks people, right? When his his support in some of the Hispanic communities and, and black communities and things. So, but with Iran specifically, I, I do think it's, it's, kind of strange i don't know i was kind of caught off guard by that too um brandon what about you it threw me off and i was like i the rationale in my head was like it's got to be out of um and this is where i don't know if it's a bias or it's stereotypical or like is it stereotypes guiding is it my ignorance guiding but trump's initial i guess launch into the political sector wasn't a, a positive one and there has been, I uh, guess, and we like we mentioned earlier, not the best correspondence between um, American culture understanding, uh, like, for instance, like, like Iranian culture. One would say that, you know, 
a lot of, a lot, at least I suppose a lot of people that would say America's eventually going to get their just dues, so to speak. And Trump wouldn't necessarily say that he is the the savior of America, though many of Americans would see that Trump is the savior of America. So, so many people would be in support of what Trump can do for the country, almost like a negative thing. Almost like, like you know, I, I support him in a, in a negative kind of way. That's the only rational, because I couldn't imagine how someone that so many people would want to be on the side of Trump. Oh, I think I get what you're saying. So you're saying that Iranians want Trump in office because Trump's going to fuck up the U.S.? Yeah, like okay. facetiously, <laughs> like not literally. Gotcha. Like, there's no way that I, it, I couldn't. I would have to talk to like 7,000 of them for me to be like, I, I kind of believe you. All right. So we've got someone with their hand up um, that wants to jump in. Go ahead and, and say what needs saying whenever you're ready. Yeah, I have a hypothesis about this. I think that it might be uh, that the enemy of an enemy is your friend kind yeah. of phenomenon going on because yeah. uh, my understanding is that the actually the people of Iran hate the government. Right. They actually don't like an authoritarian government and they hate the religious rule. Um, Iran used to be very like liberal decades ago before the religious fundamentalists came in. So I think... Um, they saw Trump was trying to be very strict against Iran. So mm-hmm. I think they they were probably like, okay, like finally someone will take out this government. So yeah. I think that might be the reason why they might be supporting Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, I bet I, guarantee you you pull taiwan right now they're gonna they're gonna love trump you know and you pull hong kong right now they're gonna love trump and i i I think i agree right i think with with everything that david and muhammad were talking about with cancel culture and censorship over there right it doesn't sound like they feel comfortable saying everything that that needs saying right and it doesn't sound like that's solely because of you know social condemnation, right? So so clearly, the the citizenry is not one hundred percent on board with the the governmental approach. So yeah, I, I think that was interesting to hear that 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 many that many people were were supporting Trump from Iran, um, especially. I, I'd be curious to see when the poll was from too, right? Because the relationship with Iran, while while he was always you know he was never really quote unquote pro Iran by any means, but like, did this happen before or after Soleimani, for example? Was right? this not right, right now that in, I'm glad you said that was that when they uh, on the day was it, I guess on the sixth or on his last day as president was it was Iran that um had what put up President Trump for arrest like they oh that was a while be. ago yeah they they put out a, was a that, bounty was, on Trump but was that Iran though I think so yeah I think it was so, Iran. <laughs> and I think that that would make sense for the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend because right. you know we uh, I guess we killed one of their uh, their higher um, yeah Soleimani their leaders the so, right yeah. and maybe the people were like no this guy was a dick I like mm-hmm. this guy I like the Trump guy you know maybe it was that yeah, yeah. no and it's 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 curious then like how much that 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 savior role that you were talking about brandon like how much of that do they feel right how much of that do they think about trump then if you know clearly they said that they they're supporting them but yeah you know i i think it's interesting getting their perspective i i think we need to have them back on the podcast more often to talk about this stuff the time difference kind of sucks but but yeah they brought some some great perspective on that yeah um i know that 
we, the one that I was going to jump to next, um, unless anyone has anything that they want to talk to is Gina Carano. Um, cause we touched on it briefly in the episode, but I thought that it deserved some fleshing out and, and talking about, um, Brandon, what do you, well, and I'll turn this to, to you, Brandon, or anyone in the, in the chat that mm-hmm. feels like addressing it. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of pushback from, from the right and from people on the right, um, about what's his it pedro is it pascal pedro pascal the other guy or am i misremembering his last name the the other mandalorian actor pedro pascal yes okay so he had made some um he had made some holocaust comparisons back in the day he had posted a picture of it was two pictures on top it was um Nazi Germany and, and concentration camps. And below it, it was, it, it, it was supposed to be America. It was supposed to be kids in cages. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't actually, the picture was from some other foreign country and it was um, completely unrelated. But the point was to connect the, the practices at the border, the putting kids in cages it was comparing that to the concentration camps of, of Nazi Germany. And so this has been one of the things that's come up and people have been talking about as, well, okay, maybe as Disney, you had a problem with what she said, right? Maybe you had a problem with the Holocaust comparison, because like we said in the episode, it's bad taste, right? right. Don't make, you know, but at that point, is it willful ignorance? Is it hypocrisy? Or is there some other factor in her posts that is leading to her quote unquote cancellation that isn't just about the Holocaust comparison. Cause clearly, I mean, they weren't mad enough about, about Pedro's posts, right. To, to That's fire him. Sad. So yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Well, I'm just going to reiterate what we were saying earlier as in where her, what she, her, what she said was that, an extreme perspective allowed for those who were once neighbors to be now enemies. Yeah. And that seemed to be echoed within the current regime of the United States. In my head, from many credible sources that have made such uh, unique perspectives, or not even unique, just, you know, repeated statements i don't think what she says is directly wild is it is it wild to say that the president said some crazy shit and then there were people smearing shit in the oval office like i don't what how extreme could her comment have been granted from her perspective looking into the country you know looking at Mm -hmm. you know her her surroundings but i didn't know who or what was canceling whom because if it's the quote-unquote left then they would side with her perspective saying extreme perspective is leading people who we all are considered americans the right could want to cancel because they don't want the their actions to be considered nazi based yeah. Well, and this, this gets into a little bit, um, it's, it's slightly tangential. So if this gets too far away from your point, let me well, know. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so this comment, it says, does Disney have the right to fire for political views if they didn't agree and legally they have that right. Unfortunately in this country, there is no protected group discrimination laws, um, 
for political groups. You could fire someone for being a Democrat or Republican by law. We aren't protected for views. Is that right morally? No. Um, so so I, the reason I want to bring this up is because you're talking about the, the, the left or right wanting to cancel people. That, that's what this boils down to is po political beliefs or ideologies or the associated value systems or or ideologies right and i think that's why even though what you're saying brandon is right you know what she's saying bad taste holocaust co comparison aside it it's yeah. not far-fetched or crazy and if you disagree with me please or if you know someone that disagrees with it yo bring them here we can have this conversation yeah. i'm here ready to have this conversation i know that I don't want to jump to conclusions and say definitely. It doesn't seem like it could be clearer to me that that politics played a role, though, in this. Between the other two tweets that we read during the episode mm -hmm. and this one, right? they're all more or less mainstream conservative thought that is pretty controversial and off-putting and, and joking and whatever, you know, along with whatever, whether it's the masking or or anything. And so it gets into this question that the commenter brought up is, is, is that morally right that you can, you can do all these things that you can fire someone for politics, you know, should that be a, a protected group, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that, that, I don't know, it brings up an interesting conversation about the existence of protected groups and then the, the consequences of having politics be, be a protected group. Um, because I was talking to someone about this the other day. Well, you say in politics directly can be in protected group? Well, should it be, right? Because okay. right now it's not, right? Sex, race, religion, ethnicity, um, gender identity, and sexual orientation. I'm probably missing something, but like that stuff, right, is all, it's all protected. You can't fire someone for that stuff, you know what I mean? But you can if they're a Democrat, you know, or if they're a Republican and you don't like that. Um, Oh. You could, that's not a protected uh, group, right? But the thing is, the second you make politics or political ideologies a protected characteristic, well, so now what happens when a literal neo Nazi applies? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you then force oh, people? Okay. Do you okay. then force people to, right? This is what I'm, someone brought up a, a comment that I was kind of getting to at the end. Um, that, that's where that leads is extreme political views will then on some level be protected. And so the comment that someone brought up is those characteristics are immutable. You can't change them. Political ideologies are changeable. And yeah. Well, I think, wait, 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 but, oh, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 yeah, if political, enough. if political ideologies are changeable compared to all the other things that I guess are protected, Many of those are also changeable. I could have an awakening moment and understand that my existence in this earth is meant to be a beautiful woman named Brenda, and I can go through the processes of changing that and therefore and still be recognized as who I choose to be. If these people choose to identify as this, I would, from how you worded it, I guess I would understand that because the reverse can work as well. If if a company wanted to not hire me because I was Black Lives Matter, they couldn't necessarily deny me because of is some it, it has mm -hmm. a political affiliation. Yeah, and that's exactly. who I and because of who I am in this country, I would have to be 
that representation that's not necessarily something i can strip off like i can you know what i mean like i yeah. can't necessarily i don't i already look black lives matter before i open my mouth so maybe some <laughs> yeah. people you know what i mean you know what i mean if we're if we're keeping it if we're keeping it funky here sure you're black so obviously yeah. you're gonna say your life matters right. right so i mean and even if i go to like say if i get pulled over and i deal with someone that's you know a bit more you know, bigoted or a mean guy or something like that he can assume that and then i would have to wear this hat regardless if i want to or not maybe other people who have this um i guess the extreme the extreme political stances could i like this this is interesting it's yeah. I'm, I'm still i'm still working it well through. we have a and, hand up and how well and really quick how how changeable are politics because maybe you can you know change your views on certain things over time but how much do your values guide your politics and how much can your values really change you know what i, I mean, mean like, looking at vaccines who's getting vaccine who, who's getting vaccinated who's not based off of their political party is something i feel like someone should be looking into well, and, you know, I think, well, there's there's lots that can play into that, right? Both sides were basically throwing wrenches no. into the mix with, with yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's definitely, like someone said, it's definitely a gray area. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's tough. It's, we don't, I don't really know. Um, we do have someone with a hand up. Um, go ahead whenever you're ready. Yeah, I just wanted to add that my inkling is that the political beliefs should be a protected class. Um, and, and it's similar to, let's say, religious beliefs, right? So some yeah. religions have uh, beliefs that are very political um, or can be political, um, such as <clears throat> like believing like in um, some form, like let's say, for instance, Jesus will return one day and uh, will change the planet. So a lot of people for evangelicals in the U.S. support, let's say, uh, Zionism in Israel for that reason. Mm-hmm. So that is supporting oh, wow. supporting a political ideology, right? So right. For, abortion and, policy exactly. a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. That, that, is, that is getting... So my inkling is that um, political beliefs should fall under that. But I want to uh, put some counter arguments to that because... Yeah. If you start protecting mutable characteristics, things that you can change, then like mm-hmm. what is left in that case? Like it could be like, um, oh, like uh, what shoes I'm wearing, oh, sure. what clothing I'm wearing or right. um, what I'm buying. These should be protected classes. So in that case, I feel like it starts getting a little too binding on, let's say, let's take the example of companies, right? So if companies can't fire you, because of like certain clothing you're wearing, then you can show up to work naked. And like that could technically, you could be protected from that, but that would not be conducive to like workplace behavior. But because of you, there's this law now, you're actually becomes a little authoritarian in the sense that now the government is telling uh, companies that they should allow like naked people to like work. Mm-hmm. So I can see both sides of this. Again, I don't know if I have a, um, set view on this but given the situation right now where uh council culture is basically erasing all kinds of political views um mm. and like trying to homogenize and making one single type of view prevalent in the workplace um mm-hmm. i have a feeling that right now there is some protection needed i just don't know how this could be uh implemented yeah exactly 
Right. Now, I completely and the, the the final point was should be the thesis of that entire uh, statement. I think there's to to regulate it or at least to codify it to something you know put you could put into a text would be almost difficult. Zach, I'm going to mm-hmm. address the comments in the chat because they've been going off, and I feel like yeah, we have been of the neglect from uh, 7:39. We'll start from there. Uh, you could jump in every other, I guess. Uh, in my everyday job, at a regular job, anyways, mine has an international protection, but I can go and be a political activist without consequences. Without consequence, and I don't think she should either. If I could, then she could. She should. If I can't, if I can't, it's equal, fair, and consistent that she can't. Next comment says those characteristics are immutable. You can't change them. Political ideologies are changeable. Someone said arguable. I have the right to eat. I don't see that as changeable. Lol. That's another conversation. It's a gray area. See, that's. A tie in to another protected group, though, is what I think someone would argue. This is starting to be a good episode. I thought it was so funny. Um, another thing is, uh, think about how much pressure you out you put on. I guess you put on a company. Mm-hmm. Currently, every decision is a political and social media oh nightmare. God, if you yes. had to work with <laughs> what on. I would call political diversity, the company isn't to blame anymore it's a lot stressful polish situations and that i'll stop there before we get to that that final comment that i think that has to do with now granted to adapt is the way you know you succeed in this particular country you have to adapt so you have to hire people who will not cancel you can't fire people who agree with you i mean you can't hire people that'll agree with you you kind of have to hire people who have different perspectives from you so that when you come up with something you don't like uh, it's like Gucci. You don't put out a ring with someone being hung during Black History Month. That would not be ideal. That's why you got to hire people who can have a different lens than you to approach it. But I get what you're saying because you, the the more common is it's not the company, it's the people. Well, and let's talk about that for a little bit because this is what this is what makes it cancel culture. This is what okay. makes it cancel culture is okay. when you look at the company, right? Look at Disney. Okay. Okay. Disney fired Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. Oh, they could, they've officially fired her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. She, um, so they they fired Gina Carano for these tweets, which we've already talked about on some level as political. Mm-hmm. We can look at it, and, and the company is just operating on a, I'm going to save some money doing this basis, right? It's not necessarily personal. It's them saying, well this comment, this tweet will cause our share price to go down in some level, right? The, the problem is why that is the case. Because again, you can't really hold it against the company. The company's obligation more often than not is to its shareholders, right? You, you bring your share price up, you increase their, their profits, and you run your business in a way that will do that short-term, long-term, et cetera. When, when companies as big as Disney, mm-hmm. Apple, um, you know, all, all these companies that are getting on the, the movement behind this stuff, the, the immense amount of cultural and societal pressure that would need to be in place to cause something like that to happen is a bit terrifying. Wait, like to cause you, what to happen? To cause them to make that decision to say that this 
otherwise fairly innocuous tweet will cause us to lose money or listenership or or customers and make that call to fire her based on it, right? Because if we had a society where that wasn't so massively cancelable for, mm-hmm. what they wouldn't fire her, just like they didn't fire Pedro Pascal, right? Because right. his his was a little edgy too. His was a little controversial too. It was something that you know, would probably piss off lots of conservative people or lots of Republicans or, you know, whatever, but he didn't get fired, right? Because the backlash from that tweet wouldn't presumably hurt the company as much. I think it's bad. Like, I think, I just think it's sad that we're at the point where espousing, not even espousing, having an employee espouse a particular political leaning is enough to make the company fear that they will lose profits or customers. And it's always been a thing, right? Boycotting, right? Chick-fil-A got boycotted for, for a while. Listen, Chick-fil-A can't fight the gays, which is ridiculous because right. there's no way chicken <laughs> is, is still around. And it's not like, I'm not talking about that, right? You want to boycott a company that that's one thing, but, but an individual at that company and then you taking it out at the comp on the company because of that, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right? It's like, you're not solving the problems that you want to do. You don't, you're not actually going to change. I don't know. It's, I'm rambling a little bit, but it's, it seems to be permeating so much right now that every company is feeling this pressure to kind of get in line and, you know, go along with it. Mm-hmm. Well, someone said in the comments that that's exactly why I consider breaking up Google and Facebook or any big tech company right. as as cancel culture, or like for cancel culture. Oh, Zach's coming to the company struggle for stocks. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah, because yeah. something like that can you know they they deal with enough people that that societal cultural trends like that in right so, in this case you know being more open but, to liberal beliefs then yeah it will impact their company. Right. Now, let me ask a question. Now, because cancel culture is pretty much one-sided. Right now. now right Not throughout now. history, but right now, no, yes. No, no, no. Right now. Yeah. Could Gina create a scenario where she could counter Sue? Because the level of commentary from... What's your shit? Wasn't Mel Gibson in, 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 in Disney movies? Like, you can... <laughs> You can go back and say, yeah, you can't do that just because I made seemingly, you know, that's the thing with politics. You can, right? Like if it were, if it were because you were a woman, if it were because she was, I don't know, any, what did she say that I, that, that threatened like, uh, I guess human rights, the, like the, I'm trying to like. Oh, you don't have a, to threaten human rights to get fired, right? You just have to do something that's fireable, and political well, beliefs aren't. But what's fireable in her in in her thing? I I mean I don't. So first off, I don't know if it's a fire at will state wherever they're okay. actually located. But even if it's not, like any time, if you post something contrarian and controversial then presumably that to me is enough of a fireable offense. Like it, I don't know if, if it were my company, right. That's not my values. That's not what I would fire you for, but I think legally speaking, yeah, you, you'd totally be, be able to, to fire her because of um, something like this. So someone commented and said, it depends on her contract technically, but if it's typical at will, no, she cannot um, be fired uh, for that. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't really know the details of it. I don't know what state this is actually in, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she could do, she could sue. I mean, presumably if she were to use the example of Pedro's posts, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I have to find a way because cancel culture as a whole, even this scenario doesn't even have an angle. It's just the nature of people of, of the companies covering their asses too fast because they understand that things kind of end in like two weeks. We're definitely in the two week, three week period that whatever was the issue two weeks ago, eh, let's wait a bit. We kind of mm-hmm. won't give a damn, you know? Right. Yeah, we'll change our company profile picture to a black square for a little bit. (laughs) Hey, hey, and on Black History Month. Thank you, Zach. That's that's like, we don't, like, yeah, every company fucking changing their picture. Like, oh, like, look, now suddenly I, it's it's the same with LGBT stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about it then, too. Everything will be rainbow for a little bit. Whatever month that is, we're definitely going to have a public forum on that one because I find it disgusting. At least come from on the, on the perspective of the outside. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's. Don't, I mean, uh, it's not in great it, taste, but you know, it, it at least. No, but they were. They. I mean, well, we'll we'll save that for then. But uh, if anyone else has any, uh, actually, we did have one that says uh, Pedro's post uh, was satire and get and, and gets. Oh, hers was a call to action. Yeah, yeah, I suppose they, I mean, they are different, right? And that's why I don't, I don't really know. I don't know how this works with, as far as legally speaking, but yeah, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, as far as whether they're legally allowed to do it, my guess is that they are. I Mm. I don't like saying that, but my guess is that they are allowed to. Um, Well, I see, and I don't even want to say that I don't, like saying it right because i do think that companies should be able to fire people for pretty much whatever reason they want i mean it's your company right at the end of the day and and if things like antitrust laws and and stuff were better adapted to big tech then it may not be an issue with some of this stuff but that's a different that's a different rabbit hole to get down i'm sure but we've talked about gina carano a lot um is there anything else that anyone else wanted to mention or bring up or talk about whether that's um, culture or money issues or, or anything else that we talked about today um, before we wrap up, just want to make sure that everyone has a chance to say what needs saying and that nothing gets, gets forgotten. Brandon, do you have any closing thoughts on anything we've been talking about? Um, No, I, I actually enjoy the, the way that this conversation came about, like going through, um, just a format of the new show and seeing how this mm-hmm. all works. I can't wait for what next week has to bring mm-hmm. and to see where Ken's culture takes us and when will there be <clears throat> that one Phoenix that can come back from it and or make a stance or make a post that allows people to sit back and think about it. It takes a mind, it takes a, a modern perspective because this is a modern issue. If if you said right. something in 1990, please delete it. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, oh, and we got a comment. It says the four hour marathon looks like a success. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you. I liked it. I liked the new format. Um, you know, I think that we we had enough to talk about. We had enough to, to jump between and, and talk about different topics that we didn't get too bogged down or bored or, you know, tired. 
Um, let us know if you if you like the new format, if you want us to talk about anything in particular in any of the segments. Right now, the plan is to kind of keep them the same in that first segment, do more political or current event-y type stuff, um, mm -hmm. talk about different hot topics in the news and things going on, or more broad political topics like we've done in, in the past. We did like the freedom of speech uh, episode, for example. We could talk about some things like that in that segment. Um, keep the money segments. And so we'll talk about money since that's such an important topic that we haven't really focused on much at Say What Needs Saying. Yeah. And then the the small business segment will likely keep, um, you know, we'll either interview a small business owner or if we have someone else that we are interviewing, we can throw it in that block. And then the last one that we did culture this time, um, the plan right now is to kind of alternate, talk about culture and or religion in that block, since those are some of the other touchy subjects that we've addressed. So if you have any suggestions, any recommendations for what you want to hear us talk about during those segments, if you don't like the new format, let us know. If you like it, let us know. But yeah, overall, I think it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about it. Hey, listen, we're out of here. We've been here for a minute. My ass hurts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, <laughs> y'all, for joining us. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, guys.